0: Hello ladies and gentlemen. Do you work in an office cubicle farm where you have random, mindless conversations? Do you sometimes sit around a campfire with family and friends relaxing and talk about nothing in particular? Do you ever find yourself on a front porch or a stoop with your buddies just hanging out discussing the world? If so, then this show might just be for you. On Cubicle Chat, the topics are like the ones you would find in an office setting, a campfire, or a front porch. Anything and everything ranging from pop culture to travel to nerdy interests and even military stories. If any of these pique your interest, then check out the Cubicle Chat podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Booking and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my absolutely awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, delicious Juelen Davis.
1: Hey, everybody. Excuse the stuffiness. I'm, I'm getting a head cold, so I'm all congested. So if I sound funny, excuse that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Juelen's apparently trying to get me sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it was like uh, this morning when I got up. You know, I had to take my wife to work because of her foot, which by the way, this is the last day I'll have me doing that because her she's been cleared now to drive by the doctor. You know, but it was Ooh. nineteen degrees.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: So you know, it's it's been getting cold in these parts and it's getting cold in your parts and it's making everybody mm-hmm. it sick.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh. Um and if everybody's noticed, we have now switched to recording on Tuesdays. It so just um we kept on having to to preempt things on Monday, so I was like, let's just start recording just on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made a lot more sense. And now we kinda ah you know, yeah. so um we're still working on the live thing. You know, I've ran into some snags I haven't even talked to Dwayne about, but um it has to do with, you know, free versus paid. I just leave right. it at that. So um and I'm not talking like people paying us, even though that would be nice too. But, you know, but me paying, you know, or us paying for, you know, stuff. Uh, But, I mean, eventually, I mean, we would like to go live because I think it would be kind of a cool improvement. And it may be a hybrid live and in some cases will be recorded. Just depends on whatever the situation is. Uh, But speaking of situations, this past weekend, you know, Survivor Survivor Series, War Games, a lot of returns you know, my, I mean, I thought it was a solid card. Um,
1: yeah, I thought it was, uh, actually, I thought it was a really good show. It was better than some of the preview live events they put on lately, so.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'm glad it wasn't a Raw versus SmackDown thing. It was. Same. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that was just goofy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, well, we hate each other, but we're on the same brand so all of a sudden we hate the other brand so we have this brand warfare feud for a month and then as soon as survivor series is over we drop it and go back to go back to normal and it's like it never made any sense
0: no and well and once again when vkm is gone and now hhh is in yeah that's what we get is a lot yep. better a lot better yep. booking uh but you know, we might as well talk about the elephant in the room right now. And that was a return of R-Truth.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was, the <laughs> biggest, that was the biggest return for me on the show was R-Truth. Oh, I, was yeah. glad to, <laughs> I was glad to see R-Truth back. hiding uh, behind the couch eating, eating <laughs> ruffles. <laughs> that was,
0: I'm like, that is why R-Truth is a national treasure. It really is. Exactly, yep. Uh, because R-Truth, I mean, he, he knows he's, you know, he's a former NWA world champion. But he knows nice. those days behind. Yeah, two time NWA World yeah. Champion. If I ever meet him, I hope to have that belt right there with me because it, I want him to sign it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, he knows that eh, those days are behind him. He's already been to the top of the mountain. Now yeah. he's just he's just having fun.
1: Yeah,
0: because he is one of the funniest people. Oh yeah. And I actually watched Raw last night, and they had a segment where. Uh, Damon Priest, Finn Balor, you know, Judgment Day, they walked in and R Truth is talking. Didn't it? Did you see? You no, know I'm talking about.
1: I saw they had the clip of it <laughs> on YouTube. I saw that. That was hilarious.
0: You uh, fellas, I understand you, you're the fifth person. I'll be that yeah. fifth person. <laughs> that was <like>, laughing. Like, see, only R Truth. I mean, he he's the only person I know that in wrestling who could probably pull that off and do it with a straight face without cracking up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, you know, so our truth is a national treasure, and then nobody's really talked about his return. And yeah. I, I mean, and I get it. I mean, it was overshadowed first by Randy Orton. Yeah. And, and then the other guy, you know, who, you know, Mr. CM Punk, Mr. Phil Brooks. Yeah. Who, I'll be honest with you, I'm not happy about it, you know, but not my call.
1: My thing is, I feel like he's going to have a very tight leash because. And and that's the difference between Triple H running the show and Tony Khan. Nothing against Tony Khan, but he's still a young promoter. He's only been Mm -hmm. running a wrestling company for four years. People forget that when they want to throw all of this shade at Tony Khan. And it's like, he's been doing this for four years. And
0: during the middle of that was pandemic. So about a year and a half of that, didn't even have an audience.
1: Yeah, didn't even have, you know, live crowds. And so, you know... CM Punk comes in. CM Punk, is, in my opinion, is no different coming into AEW and convincing Tony Khan that he was the savior of that company. Just like Hogan and Bischoff went to TNA and convinced Dixie Carter that they could take TNA to WWE Heights and they didn't. All they did was bring in their old friends, get them jobs, put out a crappy product and about Killed the company.
0: Well, that's one thing we don't have to worry about with CM Punk doing because he doesn't have any friends.
1: You know, so yeah. Um, But it's like the promo that he gave last night was probably the most scripted promo I've ever heard him give. I feel like that. I feel like in that instance, he, he was saying what he was told to say. Because there was no AEW reference, which is smart. Right. Because there's still legal stuff going on. Because Tony Khan's even said when people ask him what do you think about CM Punk going back to WWE, he said legally I can't talk anything about right CM Punk. And I just feel like Triple H is gonna be like, Look, we're here to we're here to do business, we're here to make money, the the fans the fans wanted you back, so I brought you back well, we're not going to have any of that crap that you pulled in AEW. Because if people think that Triple H didn't watch, doesn't watch the AEW product, he's sadly mistaken. If if he didn't watch the product, then Cody Rose and Jade Cargill would not be under contract. CM Punk would not be under contract. He knows the stuff that CM Punk pulled in AEW. He's not going to allow that. and Triple H is not going to allow that in WWE. He's just not.
0: You know the backstage antics that CM Punk is <clears> pulling. <throat> you know getting in fights with, uh, yes, they are wrestlers, but they are also some of the executives of AEW. Which to me, that's a mistake. No one ever do that. Uh, but that's story for another day.
1: Yeah that <laughs> that's always been a, a that's always been a mistake in wrestling when you put active wrestlers in a position of authority. Right, because whether it's a booker or whether it's EVPs or you know what have you? It's just it's not a good idea that it does not mix.
0: Yeah, because even even Triple H himself. I mean he he was he was semi active, but he was still jumping in and even made himself world champion at one point.
1: Yep, had you himself know, win the had himself win the rumble coming at thirty, win the rumble, which that rumble the title was on the line. So he got number fourteen and did about five minutes of work because yep. he booked it.
0: And it was a huge people squashed on it then they didn't want to see it. You know, it mm-hmm. didn't matter if it was Roman Reigns losing the belt. They did it just so Roman could regain the belt or WrestleMania that was WrestleMania people walked out before the final match.
1: Yeah and everybody knew when as soon as Triple H won the title, everybody knew what the story was going to be. It was the Roman Reigns redemption arc. And it's like nobody wanted to see that at all.
0: And I, I still remember that particular rumble because as soon as he walked out um and then of course one, uh, the belt, I texted you and it, it was one word repeated three times. <laughs> it was a compound word. The first yeah. part of
1: being bull. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I made a kind of a post on, on Facebook about it. And, you know, cause I, and I normally don't post a lot about wrestling on Facebook on my personal mm-hmm. page, but that one I had to because I pointed out he's an executive and he just put the world title on himself, yep. you know, instead of, you know, the wrestlers who are actually doing it day
1: in, day out. Exactly. Um, like, he's done it. I mean, Vince is the owner of the company, has put the WWE title on himself and put the ECW title on himself. Um, When uh, Dusty's done it, Flair's done it, Kevin Nash has done it. You know, just, there's yeah, big guys. Vince Russo. Yeah, Vince Russo has done it it's like that is never a good mix of having people in authority holding championships. It's just, it's never Mm. a good idea. Even if you're not holding championships, you should not be an active wrestler and have any kind of say-so in the day-to-day activities of your particular wrestling company.
0: Exactly. And so we know, we knew that was a mistake back then with AEW. And then when, Punk got into the uh the physical altercation with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. You know, it it made like regular mainstream news.
1: Yeah, and the the thing is everybody wants to put the blame on Jungle Boy. Here's the thing. The spot where he looked in the camera and said, Cry me a river, talking about the glass spot that him and Hook did. The spot had already been approved through management. So the problem is CM Punk had a way more pull than he ever should have. So he exactly. thought that he was an executive and was running the show because Tony Khan gave him his own show collision and CM Punk would use that to not have to interact with anybody he didn't like. So he's, he told Jack Perry that he didn't think that was a good idea. Had Jack Perry go home. Because I got into, you know, they got into an argument, nothing physical, but I got into a verbal argument about it. And then when it came time for a pay-per-view match between Jungle Boy and Hook, all that that whole spot with the with the car with the real windshield in it was already cleared through management. But CM Punk was still mad that it was done, and CM Punk was mad because Jungle Boy looked at looked in the camera and said, "Real glass." Crimea River, CM Punk has taken shots at people on on the microphone. His entire career, that's yeah. part of what's made him CM Punk is the shots that he takes at people. <coughs> his problem is he's one, he's one of those classic people that can dish it out, but they can't take it.
0: Exactly, or even like Triple H said back, you know, twelve years ago. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, you're all for change, but only if it revolves around CM Punk being the center of attention.
1: Exactly. As long as he's the guy. That's why when he came back the the last time in AEW, they even catered to him again. And then he had a separate world championship than MJF. He had the so-called real world's championship that he put the X on. And it's like, why are y'all doing this? We, you have a world champion. You have a, an excellent world champion. Punk wants to be world champion again, make him earn it. Don't just yeah. say, oh, well, you know, since you didn't lose the belt, uh, just go ahead and defend it. And you get to go to Wembley and defend this bogus world title <clears throat> at one of the biggest shows of all time. Just because they Tony Khan kept catering to CM Punk. But then CM Punk gets into it with Jungle Boy again backstage and then tries to attack Tony Khan. I mean, that was the last straw. Yeah, you can't, I, don't attack the owner of the company. <laughs> I mean, did he did he not remember what happened to Nails when Nails got into it with Vince McMahon and, like, snatched Vince McMahon up out of his chair and slammed him against the wall and all kinds of stuff? He was gone like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, nobody's above the boss. You're just not. You and I couldn't do that to our bosses when no. we were working. No, but I say when, <laughs> when we actually had bosses. Yeah, when we were, you know, when we were working in the office, we couldn't have gone and snatched up our bosses and just, you know, attacked them and everything without getting fired, arrested, and everything else.
0: Oh, believe me, my last <clears throat> the last two bosses I had in the Air Force, I wanted to, uh, <laughs> and I and I came about that close to doing it to one of them one time you know it had gotten that bad, but. You do that in the military, yeah, you will find yourself probably uh-huh. in jail and you will find yourself yep. discharged with a not honorable discharge and, yep. you know, and yeah, um, you know, but I mean, but I also knew I couldn't do it because I have, you know, obviously I have a family to, uh, to exactly. prioritize and see yep. uh, Puck is married. I mean, they don't have any kids as far as I know. Um, and I did think it was actually kind of, kind of cool. He did mention AJ Lee last night and he said she's doing good, yeah. you know, so I thought, all right, that's kind of cool.
1: Um, I mean, it was was a nice, boring, sanitized promo. But when he looked in that camera and said, I'm home, for me, that was the most hypocritical thing that he's ever said. Because you have spent almost 10 years mm -hmm. talking about how bad this company is. And then all of a sudden, they they back the Brinks truck up to your house and say, here, we're going to pay you this amount of money to come back. Because honestly, that's the only option for him. He's burned that bridge in AEW. Impact was interested in bringing him in, but there's no way they could have matched WWE's money. No. And, they, and they knew it because they were pursuing him. But then when they found out that w, that there was talks that WWE wanted to bring him back, they just kind of backed off because they're like, you know, we can't compete with WWE money. There's no way he was going to New Japan. Those guys would have killed him over there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They wouldn't have put up with any of his crap. And CM Punk's not built for strong style he thinks no. he is but he's not
0: well his he's, two his two MMA fights proved he's not ready for strong style
1: no he is not ready for strong style so if he's going to make any money and still be relevant in pro wrestling he had to go back to WWE he had to swallow his pride and go back because he still thought that that company couldn't go on without him and they did and they've gotten better and better So, if he's there to help younger talent, put over younger talent, then I'll give it a chance. But if it's a CM Punk from, you know, just a few months ago, then he's on borrowed time because, and I can almost guarantee that there's some clause in his contract somewhere to where if any of that kind of crap happens, they can, that contract's null and void. He'll be in breach.
0: And we've already, I'm, I know you've seen the videos that have come out since then <clears> and <throat> seen a lot of the, uh, the news reports where uh, all the different wrestlers reactions to it. Uh, the most prevalent, of course, being Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, and our friend Justin from TNC Sports Talk, he's been texting me and he asked me, he said, do you think it's a work or a shoot? And I said, honestly, I said, I personally am leaning more towards it being a shoot because. The video, I mean, because they didn't know he was going to be returning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nobody. Nobody knew. Well, actually, I did find out that the guys in War Games found out right before the main event started that he would be, that he was coming back, that he would come out. Yeah,
0: they're walking out. By the way, I seen punch coming back. Oh, well, all right, have a good match. You know, it was like a, you know, that way they didn't have time to really do a.
1: Yeah, react to exactly. It,
0: you know, because Seth Rollins—if they, yeah. they would have known, like at the beginning of the night, you don't know Seth Rollins may have walked out. Yeah, and so, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah, dang dude, get some water. You got some
1: water? I know. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: I got some cough drops, the halls, you know, Ricola. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Seth Rollins. You know, we've seen the fan. There's actually a couple of fan videos from different angles that have him. You know, I mean, he is cussing at him. He's flipping him off. And I'm like, yeah, that's that is definitely not a work. That is a shoot
1: because I think I'm I'm leaning toward a work shoot. Here's why Seth Rollins is smart enough to do business with CM Punk because Mm -hmm. he knows that's high profile right now in wrestling. A match against CM Punk is as high profile as you're getting just because of the buzz he has coming back to the company after almost 10 years. Seth Rollins is enough of a professional, enough of a businessman to know, I've got to put this aside and do work with CM Punk and make that money. Just like him and Cody are not buddies. But he put his differences aside. They had an excellent series of matches and Seth Rollins made his money and upped his profile. So, but I think I do not think Seth Rollins likes CM Punk one little bit. I think he will work with him because for the good of the company and because he's a professional, but I think he absolutely does not like him at all.
0: I can't at see... Least,
1: at least him and Cody have respect for each other. I don't, I don't think Seth Rollins has any respect for CM Punk, and honestly, I could completely understand why.
0: And last night, um, and when I say I watched Raw, I, I didn't turn it on until like right before nine o'clock. So, I mean, I only caught the last two hours instead of Mm -hmm. the entire show. But I did see when Seth Rollins came out and of course the people were chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And he said, yeah, go ahead, get it out of your system now. Yeah. He said, go ahead. And he said something about you cheering cheering for that hypocrite.
1: Yeah. He said, I'm not, I'm not wasting any, any more of my breath. on that hypocrite. Yeah.
0: And although I will say this about Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins has also had personal issues with more than just CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. He's had some other personal So mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is also another one who Yeah you know has issues getting along with people. And then yeah, CM Punk, who very um very obvious, you know, very open, and it's yeah. been uh been seen several times, he has a problem getting along with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just He'll trash talk him on podcasts. I mean, and he's being serious because he's trash talked Rhino. Of course, Rhino oh, yeah. saying I'm going to retire. CM Punk shows up, and now he's like, oh well, never mind. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I like Rhino in the ring. In the ring, I don't know about him as a person because he kind of seems like you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but you have two people who seem to have volatile relationships with everybody, and if you put them together. Of course, they're not going to like each other because nobody else, you know, they, they can't get along with anybody. So they're not going to yeah. be best friends.
1: Um, I, I talked to my brother about this earlier. I told you this before we started recording um, about CM Punk. And it's like, CM Punk was hot because my brother said he didn't, he, he's never seen the appeal in CM Punk. I was a big CM Punk fan because I watched him come up through Ring of Honor and then I liked him in WWE. The Summer Punk stuff was great. That was in 2011. He was he was the hottest thing in wrestling 12 years ago. But CM Punk's problem is he still thinks that he's the hottest thing in wrestling because he still thinks that he's 2011 CM Punk and not 2023 CM Punk. 2023 CM Punk has had a has had less than 10 matches. In wrestling. That's that's true, yeah. Because he's been hurt more than he's wrestled. Because his body cannot hold up. Some people can take a layoff and come back and be as good or better than they were before. I know he's an exception, but Shawn Michaels did it. with a broken back. Mm -hmm. Was out four and a half years, comes back, wrestles another eight, and had a better second run than his first run. CM Punk's not that guy. He was out seven years, he comes back. He won two world titles in AEW with a total combined reign of six days. Man. It's like, and then he thinks that he's going to be able to keep up with these guys who have wrestled this WWE style for the past almost 10 years while he was gone. I don't feel like he's going to be able to keep up. No, of course not.
0: When
1: when he wrestles Seth Rollins, which we know it's coming,
0: yeah, eventually, yeah.
1: Eventually, it's coming. Seth is going to... One of two things are happening. happen. Either Seth is going to pull a Shawn Michaels and just bury him out there and just make him look awful. Or Seth is going to have to dial down how he wrestles to accommodate the old man. Because this CM Punk is just the old man trying to get that last bit of glory before he rides off into the sunset. He's trying to get that last big paycheck, which I can't fault him. Make your money, by all means. But in my opinion, he's going to be in the way. WWE has been excellent the last couple of years with Triple H at the helm. CM Punk's going to be in the way. Because he's not going to agree with a lot of the way that WWE's wrestlers are competing. Because he thinks wrestling should be this way. He's turning into an active version of Jim Cornette is what he's turning into.
0: I, I was actually going to say, he's a straight edge Ric Flair because Ric Flair didn't know when to hang it up and things. Exactly. He help,
1: you know, so. Uh, is be at the top. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, but
0: I, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, and I will say, yes, they're going to get people talking. People are talking about, it. obviously we are right now. Yeah. And,
1: Oh, you know, it's definitely going to bring eyes to the product, which Triple H is a smart man. He knows what he's doing. He, and he'll also, he'll know when to cut his losses. So we'll see yeah. where it goes.
0: Um, <coughs> uh, the video of um when his music hit, and of course, a lot of people, once the credits started rolling, you know, yeah. they showed the little logo, they turned it off. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been in the habit of not turning it off for a very long time now. Same, you know, because I just maybe it's because I've watched too many movies in the theater, you know,
1: where the credits yeah. roll.
0: I've always, even when I was a kid, I always want to stick around to see. Yeah. I'm like, I paid for this, I'm gonna watch all of it. I don't care if I have to, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been watching like mid credit or end of the credit, you know, bonus sequences since Ferris Bueller's day off,
0: exactly. You know, when he walks out, you're still in the theater, go Go home, if you're still here, go, go home, go, get, yeah. get, get going, <laughs> but. You know, because I want to say when Bray Wyatt returned, that that was also Mm – they were getting ready to roll the – and all of a sudden, boom, you know, it went off the
1: Yeah, Matt Riddle had beat Seth Rollins, and then he was in the entranceway. Referee raised his hand, and then the little logo comes up, but then it went dark, and then Bray comes out. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, –
0: and uh, Austin Boyer at at Wrestling World, he actually said on his podcast – he didn't know CM Punk had returned until he started seeing people talk about it on Facebook. And so he had to go look for it on YouTube to yeah. actually see it because people that already turned it off. And yeah, you know, um, but WWE and I don't have any reason to doubt them on this. They said it is their most watched video ever already.
1: Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Because nobody thought he would ever come back. Nobody thought that Nobody thought that he would be willing to come back because he's trashed the company for the last nine and a half years. Yeah. And nobody thought that they would want him back because he's trashed the company in the last nine and a half years. But Triple H has been able to bring back Bruno San Martino, who wanted nothing to do with the company forever. He was able to bring back the Ultimate Warrior who him and Vince had fell out, you know, a decade before. And like I said, Triple H knows what he's doing. He knows where the money is.
0: Have you been listening to the Finisher Wrestling podcast? Because they said, uh, the, they said the exact the same things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to it today. I've been busy door dashing today, but uh, those guys yeah. are great. Oh,
0: yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. Our, our guys over at Finisher Wrestling, they actually said those. They They, they mentioned Triple H like he brings back people. Oh yeah. You know, that you wouldn't had said they would never ever want to have anything to do with the company again. And I, I don't know if CM Punk is the most surprising because Bruno, I mean Bruno he didn't have anything to do with WWE for what, yeah. twenty years or something. I mean twenty they,
1: years, yeah. I and mean, and I mean the Ultimate Warrior didn't have anything to do with WWE and like I don't know, it may have been close to that same time frame. Uh Let's see, his last thing with WWE was in
0: '96 when he was yeah, at he's, WrestleMania and he
1: squashed Triple H,
0: and then he yeah. was inducted in 2014 because he died two days later.
1: Yeah, and So 18 years,
0: something. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. wow, man, that, yeah, oh, oh my lord, yeah, that was I was thinking it was Ooh. pushing 20 years because he got. Because every time, like, you know, every time he'd come back, he'd get fired because he'd want to, like, hold up the match or he wouldn't show up for house shows and things like that. And Vince was just finally like, just, no, I'm done. You're no. fired.
0: Yeah. Uh, after this, I said, by the way, here's a check, and you're gone. Out of here.
1: Well, it happened at uh, SummerSlam <coughs> where they were, Savage and Elizabeth, where they were the main event, where their wedding well, before the semi main event was Hogan and the Warrior versus Slaughter, the Iron Sheik and General Adnan in a three on two handicap match. Yeah. Um Ultimate Warrior held Vince up I forget how much money. But But it was a he, lot. <laughs> yeah, but he ref, he refused to go out and wrestle the match until he was paid the money. So Vince wrote him a check. He went out there. As soon as the match is over and the Warrior comes to the curtain, Vince is waiting on him. He's like, that was a great match. You're fired. Get your stuff. Go home.
0: Gone. And uh, <coughs> then he came back a couple years later. And, of course, all the same yeah. shenanigans. Yep. W- went on speaking tours around the country. Yeah. You know, and was trashing not just WWF and Vince McMahon, but a whole lot of stuff because Warrior, yeah. you know, he had changed his name to Warrior, to Ultimate Warrior. Uh, he had lost his ever-loving mind. Yeah, and he,
1: was a, he was a disgusting human being. A, a, he, yeah. <laughs> he just he, was.
0: Um, and even Bruce Pritchard has said that on his podcast, he, and Jim Ross said the same thing. They're like, I don't normally want to talk bad about the dead, but he was not a nice person. He was not a good no, person.
1: No. Um, you can't and, find one wrestler in an interview ever that has had anything to say good about him other than he had a presence about him. Yeah. Is the nicest thing I've heard anybody say. He said he had a presence about him, and the kids loved him because of the the energy and everything. All right. That's it. That's it. But, but most trip- most people couldn't stand him.
0: The Triple H managed <clears throat> to get him back into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a separate the art from the artist type of situation. Yes. Um, we know Chris Chris Benoit will never be in the Hall of Fame because
1: yeah. what he
0: did was.
1: Which, you know, okay. Which is understandable. Completely understandable. But But Are they going to take Sonny out of the Hall of Fame? I was Sonny's in the Hall of Fame.
0: I was wondering the same thing now. My God, is okay, Sonny, she go is going to be spending the rest of her life in jail.
1: Yeah, because she's got seventeen years in prison for manslaughter. Ten point six of it is for Driving while intoxicated and causing a death, and then the other the other part of it is the manslaughter charge, yep. and then in
0: consecutive times. She,
1: yeah, exactly. So she's got she's looking at seventeen years in prison, and then when she gets out, she's got eight years of probation.
0: And uh, Florida, I did not know this until I was hearing the story. I think it was Russell Lamia was the ones who uh, actually mm-hmm. had the video about it. Uh, I didn't know this Florida does not do like early release
1: no you most of the time in Florida it's got to be extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. in order for you to not serve your full sentence so she's going to serve 17 because there's there's not going to be any extenuating circumstances you were drunk driving on a suspend on a suspended license and killed a man
0: three I times mean, the legal limit
1: three times the legal so limit not
0: just a little drunk I mean she was all the drunk.
1: Here's the thing. I understand how it works that you know your lawyer is going to tell you to plead not guilty and all that. But how could you? How could she stand there with a straight face and say she was not guilty when you knew you were drunk? You knew your license was suspended. You got behind the car. You know you killed that guy. You know you did. There's no way she could not have known that what she had done to that man. And And it's like
0: he was a 75 year old man too. Yeah. And I don't know how fast she was driving, but I think it was on the interstate, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so you got to think, I mean, she had been doing probably at least 65, 70. I don't remember what the, I think Florida, I think the speed limit 70 normally on the interstate. Yep. I could be wrong, but I mean, but I don't think it's any lower than 70.
1: But I mean, she took, she took somebody's husband. I'm sure she took somebody's mm-hmm. dad, oh, she did. somebody's grandfather, yep. you yep. know, it, because she couldn't sit her butt at home. and,
0: not drink and drive. Uh when it comes to drinking and driving, I have no sympathy.
1: Yeah, I have none.
0: Yeah, Not a bit. Because I can tell you right now, uh kind of a personal thing, my stepdad was almost killed by a drunk driver right before our junior year of high school, or maybe our senior he was killed he was almost killed by a drunk driver. And ever since then I've been like, you know, and now I will tell people you need a ride. I don't exactly. care. Give me a yeah. call. I don't care. Give me a call. I will make sure you get home safe and also make sure you don't get behind the wheel and, and hurt or kill
1: somebody. And exactly. And, I mean, in this day and age, you can't reach one of your friends or one of your family members. There's Uber. There's Lyft. There's a cab. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. If you need to get somewhere or you need to get home, there's never an excuse to drive drunk. There's just not.
0: And, you know, you're talking... Just under 30 years ago, she was the most downloaded image on AOL, which mm-hmm. was a huge deal at
1: the time. Oh, yeah. But she, yeah, it was a huge deal back in, you know, in 96. She was the hottest, she was the hottest female in wrestling. And now she's going to be serving more than likely the rest of her life in prison.
0: Not going to lie. I mean, she was a celebrity crush I had. I mean, sure. because she was, she was banging. I mean, yeah. Um, now she's, well, first of all, you know, it looks like somebody, you know, ate
1: Tammy Sitch because man she <laughs> ballooned up. Yeah, um, well, I mean, all that drink it'll do it to you. Now,
0: all that drink will do it to you and you know, well, I don't know what prison food's like, but um, you know, and we we had <clears> said <throat> even before she got this, we hope she was managed to get her life together because she was getting in trouble still in New Jersey on probation oh, yeah. and still this is yeah. not her first time um, in prison, folks.
1: You think she would have you think Chris Candado dying would have been the motivation, which he didn't die. He didn't die from a drug overdose. He died. He died from a freak.
0: It was a freak phase. thing that happened
1: with him. Yeah, it was a freak medical thing that happened. But they had had long, documented history of substance abuse issues, um, going back to the original ECW. They went to WCW. They got fired from there because they there was issues with behavioral issues because of substance abuse. Um, they went back to ECW, got canned again. Um, they just couldn't stay out of trouble. And then it seemed like Candido had kind of cleaned himself up when he was in TNA in the early days of TNA, broke his leg, and then the blood clot killed him.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and then now in the past couple of years, it's been coming out about all of Sonny's adventures behind his back. Mm Mm-hmm. And after all, you got to think there's no way he didn't know because there were so many affairs she was having,
1: and it was with people in the industry. It wasn't just right. it wasn't her with a random dude at the bar. It was with guys he had to look at in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how could you not know in that environment? There's no way he could not have known.
0: Well, Bruce Pritchard even said they stopped feeling sorry for him because, they're like if you don't know about it by now, or if you're not trying to stop it, then we're not going to feel, you know, it's, it's on you. Yeah. Because he wasn't happy about it, but he wasn't doing anything about it. It's like, dude, come on. But right. So, you know, so she's more likely going to spend, cause she's 52 years old, mm-hmm. you know, 17 years. I mean, it should be sixty nine. Yeah, so there's a good chance she will be spending the rest of her natural life.
1: Yeah. In jail. She's not in the best of health anyway, because of years of, Drug use and alcohol use, and and then she's going to be she's going to spend 17 years in prison. So yeah,
0: yeah, and, and <clears throat> oh, but so as far as the Hall of Fame goes,
1: that's I mean, my thing. Yeah, is okay. And like I said, and I understand from a company and PR standpoint, not putting Benoit in the WWE Hall of Fame. I can say what he did was was horrible. It was, yeah. oh my God, it was horrible. I can separate the artist from the man. Because I still enjoy watching Chris Benoit matches because he was yeah. such an amazing wrestler. I understand completely in them not putting him in the Hall of Fame. But it would be hypocritical to leave Sonny in the Hall of Fame after she's killed someone.
0: Right, you know because I mean they pulled Hogan out of the Hall of Fame,
1: yeah and they pulled Hogan out yeah they pulled Hogan out of the Hall of Fame I mean like, they a, like, back in because, yeah but I mean but they pulled him out immediately but, yeah um, and it's and, like she should be pulled I mean if that if that is going to be the basis Crispin Benoit committed murder we all know that so did so did Sonny yep so if he's not going in the Hall of Fame then she should be pulled from the Hall of Fame
0: did they pull snooker
1: Uh, I don't. Actually, I don't think they did.
0: Well, I think part of that because it never went to trial because his dementia was so bad.
1: Exactly. He was uh, (laughs) he was not competent enough to stand trial, so there there was not. They don't. They don't have the proof. They don't have the proof that he did it. Everybody knows he did it. Yeah. Everybody knows he did it, but they don't have the proof, so that's what's keeping him in there.
0: Uh, if anybody's wondering what we're talking about, just look up Jimmy Snooker. The whole story's there. It's a long story. Yep. You find Dark Side of the Ring. They did a whole show about it. Um, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. Jimmy Snuka, apparently, he was just a gross person. He really was. Yeah.
1: I mean, a legend in the business. But, yeah, behind the scenes, his personal life, he was an awful human being.
0: Yep. You know, but we have a feeling CM Punk's also awesome. He's been kind of an awful human being. Um, well, CM Punk, I mean, I, well, I like the way you put it on Facebook and Twitter. If you go to at the Rockstar73 on Twitter or Twix, you can find what Jalen said, but what he said was CM Punk is the McRib of wrestling.
1: He is, because, okay, the McRib, which is, in my opinion, is gross. Not, not a McRib <laughs> fan at all. It's nasty. I, I used to, like, I always say that the McRib is the deadbeat dad of the fast food sandwiches. It shows up once or twice a year And everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's back, it's back. And then it's here, and then it's gone. This is CM Punk. (laughs) CM Punk is the McRib of pro wrestling because he'll come in, cause some chaos, he's gone. And then he comes back, and it's like everybody forgets all the stuff he did over here because, oh, well, he's back in WWE. So, yay, yay. Give it time, people. Just give it time. He's going to mess this up, too.
0: Because his personality is one of me, me, me.
1: Yeah. And his his track record speaks for itself. I mean, he walked out of the company in 2014. I mean, instead of having the discussion with management and things of that nature, he just doesn't show up for work. You can't just not show up for work. It's just your job, you're under contract, your job is pro wrestling, show up for work if you're hurt (coughs) then go see the doctors talk to management, all that, but not because I never thought that he walked out simply because he was hurt or possibly misdiagnosed by the doctor and things of that nature, there's been several guys that have been misdiagnosed by the WWE doctor, Mr. Kennedy was one of them Mm -hmm. But Punk walked out because Punk wasn't getting his way, because he wasn't up here. He was not the focal point. He didn't win the Rumble. He wasn't going to be in the main event. That's a lot of been the chip on his shoulder, was that he wasn't go- he wasn't the main event. Did I feel like he should have been the main event? Maybe. In, I mean. P- probably. Probably.
0: I mean.
1: Should he have been in the main event instead of the Miz? Yes. Nothing against the Miz, but yeah. <laughs> but he, like, when they, when Austin left that time and they did that whole thing about Austin taking his ball and went home, that's what Punk did. He did not get his way. He went home like a spoiled little child and was like, hmm, well, they're not giving me my way, so I'm just going to stay home. And they're like, okay, we're going <laughs> to keep working. And they just passed him by.
0: And, you know, when Punk walked out, uh, Steve Austin, he still had his audio podcast at the time. And I used to listen to it. But he actually brought it up. And he even he put a message out to CM Punk. And he said, he said, when I walked out, it was the worst mistake I ever made. Yeah. He's like, you need to go figure it out, make amends. You know, you all need to work it out. He said, because it's going to be nothing but heartaches and headaches for you. And, of course, he yeah. Buck, I mean, he responded by doing his own interview with uh-huh. um,
1: Colt, Colt Cabana.
0: Cabana. Yep. And then now, Colt, hey. him and Colt Cabana don't like each other.
1: No. They, they were good friends at one point. Yeah, he burned that friendship. I mean, they were best friends. I mean, they were from back in the early Ring of Honor days. I mean, they were best friends behind the scenes. They were both from Chicago. Champ- both from Chicago. They were tag oh. team champions in Ring of Honor. And then, he burns that bridge yeah. and then that thing he said last night on the, that interview of that promo where he's like, everybody in the back has been nothing but love and everybody's happy that I'm here. No, nah, they're not. There is not, not every single person mm. is happy he's there. And then he looks at the camera and he's like, well, almost everybody's happy about it. And it's like, yeah, Seth ain't happy about it. I'm sure there's some other ones that aren't happy about it.
0: Um. <laughs> There, some people are speculating that's why Drew McIntyre he walked out in the huff too, you know, left the arena. But
1: that, I don't know because uh, he 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 left before punk came out, right? And so, so
0: I, I and that kind of goes with the storyline they're going right now with mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre because you know it's kind of wild. His angle right now is what CM Punk was whining about, you know, 10 years in ago. Tw-
1: yeah, back in 2011, that that's what propelled him to superstardom was him complaining about how he'd been screwed over all these years and Drew McIntyre's doing the same thing. Except it works for Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre's leaning into the heel side of it. Punk mm-hmm. always leaned into the martyr side of it. Oh, and it's like poor me, poor yeah, poor pitiful me. It's, you know, and then Drew's just like, well, I've been screwed over, so I'm just going to take it out on everybody else.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> but, yeah, when they announced last night that Seth was going to be defending the title against J.U. So next Monday. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Drew McIntyre lost it and just started <clears throat> smacking Seth around and, I mean, <laughs> yeah. got into it. But I mean, but it's part, that one's part of an angle because, like you said, he was a world champion finally in front of nobody. Yeah. yeah and he made when, it into WrestleMania in front of an empty arena.
1: Yeah. And then in front of his family in Cardiff, he gets screwed out of the title. Yep. By the bloodline. By the bloodline.
0: Oh. And, you know, so that one, I mean, works because you could say, okay, legitimately, and like said, the hillbilly hill always says, a heel and <laughs> his a good in his mind has to justify, be able to justify their actions and exactly. My, and, that, and that one is
1: like, yeah, you know yeah. what? Makes yeah, sense. and the mark and the mark of a good heel is to have a legitimate gripe, but handle it wrong. Is right. the mark of a good heel. You know, Boom. because it's like I agree with everything Drew McIntyre said. I like heel Drew McIntyre, but we'll put that aside. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything he said. Just storyline wise, he's going about it the wrong way.
0: I was looking for my Drew McIntyre necklace that my wife got me last year for Christmas. And uh, man, I don't have it, but it was hanging on. It was hanging around the neck of kind of funny, the ultimate warrior little statue (laughs) my wife also got me last year. Um, But I got got too much stuff back here now. I need to start moving (laughs) some of it, including, and I know you have one of these.
1: I do. I do. Yep.
0: See, we are like the Wonder Twins. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: uh, but with, you know, so I don't think Drew McIntyre, you know, that his, you know, it just happened. That was a uh, just a strange coincidence that he yeah. happened to walk out. Now, all of a sudden, you know, in living color or in living color, yeah, cult personality, which, by the way, it, what I was, Driving today, something about that song actually kind of it clicked. I'll have to make an observation about that. Um, When it came out, and apparently they remixed the song. You know, the solo is a little different when they finally got to that. I'm like,
1: that's not the solo
0: that I'm used to hearing.
1: Yeah, Um, I don't know why they did that. I don't know. I mean, the one he originally used was great. They used the original one in AEW when he was there. I don't know why they remixed it for his his return uh, to WWE, but
0: you know what? I wonder because every time he goes somewhere, he doesn't. It, the company has to pay for the license and yeah. not not CM Punk, yeah. So that might be why they, they maybe they because AEW may still hold the license
1: for it. That's possible, yeah.
0: Um, I think CM Punk. I think he picked up that song on purpose, but you know, years ago because that's what he wants. He wants to be the center of a personality cult.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And he he's used that song since he was in Ring of Honor. Like he used it on the Indies. That was his theme song. He wanted to bring it to WWE, but they didn't want to pay the license for it then. Um, but yeah, that's he. That's him. He he honestly believes every word of that song is about him. It and we'll see. And grandeur. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and sadly, I mean, there are some people who follow CM Punk. Um, like a cult. Like a cult, especially around Chicago. I mean, I get it. It's his hometown. Um,
1: I get it, but it's like you can't ignore. You can't ignore the. The trail of. burnt Bridges that he's left behind him everywhere he's gone. It's like you just. Hometown boy or not, you just can't. To look past that. Right.
0: And you know, I mean we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen immediately, but I think he will um eventually the newness is gonna wear off. And oh yeah he's gonna not get his way because by the he he thought that WWE was going to collapse without him and actually mm-hmm. like you said they're stronger now. Yeah um now they went through some dips, don't get me wrong. I mean they yeah. had some really bad times there for a little bit, but I mean, they're the bloodline storyline uh, really brought it back up. Roman Reigns having the long uh reign, the reign of reigns, yeah. Um yeah. having that. <clears throat> um, You know, Gunther, his long, the longest, not just the longest single reign. He now has more days as Intercontinental Champion than The Miz. The Miz actually had that record. Yep. Gunther just passed him up too. Mm-hmm. That's why that match was actually Pretty historic because the two guys with the longest number of days yep. cumulative as Intercontinental champion were against each other. Um, by the way, I thought that match was excellent, and uh, it was oh, what I thought shame. it was going to be. I know some people don't really like the Miz, but I think he always puts on a good performance. He, you know, he he does what he's supposed to do.
1: Here's the thing with the Miz: he did, like you said, he does what he's supposed to do, and he did it in this match. He gave Gunther a fight. But he also put Gunther over.
0: Yep, and
1: tapped. Because, you know, yeah, and tapped out. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an excellent match. It was, it was good from I didn't. There wasn't for me. There wasn't any dull spots or anything. It was good from start to finish. It was an excellent match. You know, the Miz, the Miz more than held his own. You know, and we know about Gunther. He's just amazing. So
0: and. <clears throat> You think that the the version of the Boston crab he did where he put the knee on the head um mm-hmm. was a slight nod to Jericho?
1: Could be. It, is, it looked like a lion tamer and yeah. Michael Cole had mentioned Chris Jericho Right. when the Miz came out. He was like the only person who has more intercontinental titles than the Miz is Chris Jericho.
0: And Gunther beat him using it. I mean, it's essentially it's a Boston crab. It's modified a little bit, but yeah i've I've never seen Gunther use
1: that move before um, I't either I've seen him use the crab, but not like that
0: not like that and you know so once again like we've actually said on the show before Gunther can beat you in so many different ways because oh, yeah. and, he he doesn't have one particular yeah. finishing move that he always uses
1: well, you look at i mean he he's beating people with the sleeper. He's mm-hmm. beaten a lot of people with the power bomb. He's beaten people with the Boston crab. He beat the Miz with the lion tamer. It's yeah. He's got an arsenal of weapons to use to beat somebody, which makes him extremely interesting to watch because with just about everybody else, you know, sooner or later, they're going to hit their finisher, you know? And you or don't this, know or... which finisher it. you don't know what he's going to hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most everybody's got one finisher, you know, Gunther
0: is four or five. Yeah. I, I so, mean, it, it, he's scary good. Yeah. And that match was really good. Um, I thought the way, yeah, because eventually we got to talk about some of the other matches <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that were on the card, but uh, the women's uh, war games match, I liked it. Um, the trash can spot was a little to me, it was kind of goofy. I That one was
1: like... Well, the uh, problem with it is that she, Eel Scott did that in NXT in the War Games match. There, this uh, was actually a much okay. better War Games match yeah. than this one. This one was good, right? I mean, it was action packed, but but it was not as good as I thought it was going to be. I expected more. There um... wasn't. I don't know. It's like it's like the intensity was forced, right? And, and yeah, even the whole. You know, reunion of Charlotte and Becky seemed forced. Right. Because they figured everybody wanted that, but it's like, eh, no.
0: They don't like each other behind the scenes. I mean, they've yeah. actually
1: talked about that.
0: You yeah. Know? So just let but, them go out there and, you know, be on the opposite ends of the, the victory line. Exactly. You know, yeah. and they're on the same team. They're not going to attack each other while they're on the same team. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, but uh, the problem with the war games match, because I thought the men's match was part of this too. The, and I think this is just kind of a, one of the negatives about the evolution of wrestling that's happened since the first war games matches. And by the way, I like how well, Cody, they were talking about, this was his dad's match. This was Dusty Rhodes' yeah. match. Yeah. You know, he, he was the, the one who invented it. But it's turned into a big spot fest. Yes. And Eosky jumping off with the trash can on her head. Can't she can't see? So yeah. of course they're going to there's going to be the other eight they, women they in the, the ring. Y-
1: yeah, they do the spot that I hate where yes. everybody's hovering around waiting for somebody to fall on them and it's like it's not realistic. I'm not standing in a circle of people waiting for somebody to jump off the top of the cage and land on me. As, I'm just I'm just going to walk I, out of the I'm just going to pull a, I'm going a Samoa a Samoa Joe. Joe <laughs> to yes. And just walk out of the way.
0: So I'm here she comes. Nope. Hold.
1: Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm.
0: I'm gone. And then of course you know Charlotte Flair did the moonsault off the top of the cage. Yeah. Same thing. They all just yeah. oh here she comes. And at one point you know they're they're all looking up, waiting. It's like you're killing. You know what's supposed to be the match, but yeah. I mean it did have a lot of action. Like but like you said, it did. It was it good action, action, but it was forced.
1: It had a lot of action, but not not good storytelling because. Bailey took the pin like we mm-hmm. discussed on the on the preview but then they didn't turn on her.
0: Right. That I had, been they they the probably point. will on Smackdown I want to guess but
1: probably but that to me that would have been the perfect time to turn on her, leave her laying and then there's your feud for the next few months as Bailey against Damage Control Or she takes out one after the other to get the EO and the title. It was all laid out for them, but they didn't pull the trigger on it.
0: Didn't pull the trigger. Too many stories they knew was gonna happen on the night, yeah. I'm guessing, you know, um I guess you don't take so much. Uh yeah. but I mean the match, I mean it did set the pace for the rest of the night, so I was like, okay. Maybe Yeah, you he know. got the
1: crowd fired up. It just and it, like I said, it wasn't it was good. The you know, every woman held their own, but I just thought it was gonna be better than what it was.
0: Um Santos Dragon Lee thought it was pretty good. <clears throat> Decent. Um, you know, it was th- kind, kind of a luchador, but not a luchador match in a yeah, way.
1: It was, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a WWE luchador match. Right. I mean, they pulled out some legit luchador stuff, but they also kind of stayed within the confines of the WWE style. Um, I think it was, uh, I, I love the Dragon Lee substitution. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, the Carlito thing is kayfabe and he's not actually hurt. <clears throat> but having Escobar attack him makes sense. Dragon Lee, who's looked up to Rey Mysterio, makes sense for him to step in to try to, you know, avenge his honor. They had a much better match than I think Carlito and Escobar would have had.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, nothing against Carlito, but I mean, he. Yeah.
1: He's just now kind
0: of coming back. I mean...
1: Yeah, he's just now kind of coming back. He's, He's older, and Carlito's never done, at least in WWE confines, he's never pulled out that Lucha Libre stuff. Right. So... Escobar got to show what he's able to do. Dragon Lee has got to show what he's able to do. I've watched him since Ring of Honor. He's a former Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Um... He is, for anybody who knows who Roosh is, he's a former two-time Ring of Honor World Champion. He's in AEW right now. Dragon Lee is his brother. Okay. <laughs> but uh, from what I've read, the company is very high on Dragon Lee. Um, he was in NXT. They brought him up to the main roster. Uh, he's been having some excellent matches on SmackDown against Cedric Alexander. So, it was a good match. Uh, the right person won. Uh, Escobar needed oh, to absolutely. win to further the the heel. Oh, and he's, he's just a great heel. He he's is a white hot
0: heel right now. He really is. Oh and yeah,
1: and so a... and the fact that he's not trying to be a cool heel when the crowd started booing him and stuff, he's just standing there soaking it in and saying, yeah. "I love it." <laughs> yes, and and that's that's refreshing because too many heels try to be the cool heel. And try to get the fans to like them, even though they're the bad guy. No, you're a bad guy. If people like you, that's that's them liking you know your performance or your character or whatever. But bad guys don't know, need to try to be cool. Right.
0: They're just. And I'm glad to see. I mean, I think um, you know he's going. There's going to be some more good stuff coming.
1: You know, oh, yeah, for him, definitely.
0: they're going to they're have something going on. <laughs> um, against the LWO uh which mm. honestly i think the LWO part needs to kind of dissolve anyway because that's an old that's 25 years old
1: yeah you know uh, so. there's been there's been some talk that um he would have his own stable that they would bring uh angel garza and uh umberto Ooh. oh from NXT to the main roster and put them with Escobar. <laughs> yeah, back way. <laughs> yeah, back to the main roster. Yeah, back to the main roster. That way you've got his his group against Ray's group.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, because they're they're cousins, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yep, so bring them back and like legit cousins. We're not talking like Arn and Ole cousins.
1: Yeah, um, no, legit um, yeah. cousins. Le- like yeah. legit
0: cousins, so bring them. <clears throat> oh, okay, I'd like to see that because I like those guys. I mean, I thought they were a pretty yeah. good team. Um, yep. Given a little bit more experience, that they could have easily been tag champs at some point. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But um, the other singles match, Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark, she beat her by pinfall. It was clean win.
1: Um, clean win. I think it was a great showing for Zoe,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, especially like spots where, you know, people thought she was done and she would look up at Rhea and be like, come on, give right. me more. And stuff like that, but Michael Cole said it best in Rhea Ripley's entrance. He said, look in the dictionary for the word star, and you'll see Rhea Ripley's picture there. He's absolutely right. She is, I know I say it all the time, she is by far the biggest star in the entire women's division, any brand, in WWE. She is, she has everything. That it factor. She has charisma, mic skills, the intensity, the look, the in-ring ability. It's just amazing to watch her. And she's only 27 years old.
0: And that's the scary part. I mean, so she has a, a lot of career ahead of her. And she's already yeah. achieved achieved a lot.
1: You know who she, she reminds me? Just her progression and reminds me of Orton's. Because Orton was that young guy, and then he slowly (coughs) got more and more comfortable, and now he's one of the all-time greats. And I see Rhea Ripley walking that same path.
0: And she managed to get herself involved in the men's War Games match.
1: Yes, she did. Um,
0: Speaking of Orton, which, by the way, this match also was a little bit of a spot fest, but – the whole night they were talking about is what we're going to show. Is what we're going to show. Is what we're going to show. Because yeah. I mean, they never. Because even on the SmackDown, they you know they said okay, it's going to be Randy Orton, and of course we thought, well, they're doing that so the Chicago will shut up about CM Punk, yeah, which they still didn't shut up about CM Punk anyway. Um, yeah,
1: they still didn't. But it was, but it was a smart try. I mean, they just. Yeah. This, you're in Chicago. They're just not going to shut up about CM Punk. They're
0: well, just I mean, not. You know, well, Phil Brooks, he signed the contract that morning. <laughs> you know, so it was still yeah. not a done yeah. deal yet. But when Orton finally did, I mean, of course, right before that, you know, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. And Jay was like, oh, you want to going to show? Yeet. Yeah. But, you know, all of a sudden, Rhea's music hits. She comes Tearing down the aisle, and she's got the money in the bank briefcase, and
1: she's got referee to, with her. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like,
0: I was kind of thinking, why do you need the referee? There's already a referee in there.
1: <laughs> but, but but here's the thing. Here's how here's how they mess that up logically. And I know we're supposed to, you know, suspend our disbelief and all that stuff, but she gets down there with the money in the bank briefcase, and right as she's about to hand it to the referee, Orton's music hits. Hand it to the referee anyway. Right. Priest, Priest could have still cashed in and beat Rollins for the title by the time Orton got to the ring. Instead, they stood there for five minutes while Orton makes his entrance watching him. And logically, it's like, Seth's right there. Just cash it in and take the title, and then you can finish War games.
0: He's, he's right here. Look, I'll go back and get my gun. See, exactly.
1: dang, he, he's done. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> literally right there at your feet. But that part didn't make any sense. The standing around, because it's like it was too obvious. They beat down all the baby faces. Then, Judgment Day, st- you know, they're celebrating, and then they just stop and stand there while the clock runs down. And it's like, you know, he's coming out. You know, yeah. he's coming out.
0: And and it's weird as technically the match. They couldn't pin them yet because no, you know, it's not started have, yet. You have to have exactly. all five.
1: Exactly. So he should have cashed in, pinned Seth, won the world title. And then when Orton hit the ring, war games started. Right. Whether, whether Judgment Day won or lost, Priest still won because he would have walked out as the world champion.
0: And, of course, when Orton came out, a lot of people have been talking about this. Dude is jacked.
1: He is massive. like. <laughs> Like Corey, uh, like, um, what's his name? Why am I drawing a blank? Uh um, Michael, Michael Cole. Corey no, Graves. Corey, Corey Graves. Graves. Um, by the like, way,
0: congratulations to Corey Graves and Carmelo.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, he said, uh, he said, cause Michael Cole said like Orton is in fantastic shape. He's like, look at him. He is a monster. Yes. And I mean, he was in great shape, but uh, you know, and especially for someone to come off double fusion back surgery. hmm and people were on Twitter, of course, wrestling Twitter is very toxic.
0: I'm about to say it's very toxic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but people, of course, were on there and it's like, oh, everybody's so happy Orton's back. And he, you know, you know, it's. of course he looked great. He got to go in the ring and not take a single bump. Do you not know how the RKR, RKO oh, works? That, it is a yeah. bump every yeah. time. Do you not know how the draping DDT works? A bump, a bump. every time. It's like he, oh. they're not going to ease him in and have him thrown off the top of a cage when he's been out for a year and a half and had double fusion back surgery. The, the, the fact that he took all those bumps with all the RKO's and the draping DDT's mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I was fine with it. You know, you got to ease him back into it.
0: And when he hit that RKO on Dominic, I uh, mean, it was so picture-perfect.
1: Oh, yeah. And he has the best power, the best snap power slam
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I've seen. And there's some great ones. Ron hey. Simmons had a great one. Dustin Rhodes has a great one. Samoa Joe has a great one.
0: Cody Rhodes.
1: Cody there's has no a great one. one. But Orton has that. I don't know if it's because he's so tall. He's You know, he's, his frame... But that snap that he has when he comes around with it is just, it's beautiful to watch.
0: And one of the things that I noticed, and I'm actually verifying something right now, um, because I was thinking that Damien Priest might also have fallen to this, but Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Randy Orton, Dominic Mysterio, all, you know, 2nd sec- at least second generation wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Of course, Randy Orton's a third generation, but um, mm-hmm. I was looking to make sure Damian Priest is not, neither is um, JD McDonough uh, and, of course, mm-hmm. another, are the others. But I was like, that says something right there. I mean, I think that might be another reason why the match was so good because yeah. almost half the people in the ring had wrestling oh, yeah. in their blood. They grew up around. And so, of course, you yep. should have good matches. But,
1: and um, the baby is won, which I'm glad they did because it's Cody's dad's match. Yes. Cody didn't need to lose that match. Damien Priest got pinned. And they did that right. That judgment day didn't turn on him, but the seeds are still planted. Rhea mm-hmm. even said on Raw last night that we don't blame you for, you know, losing war games and all that. But it's like, yeah, yeah, you do. Y'all are just mm-hmm. y'all are just waiting for the right time. But <clears throat> the the men's match was good, spot fest, yes. But yeah it did a better job of telling the stories because you had you had Seth and Cody having a tenuous ceasefire so to speak tenuous relationship because they have a common enemy you had Cody worried that Orton wasn't going to show you had Seth repeatedly telling him he's like I trusted you and he's not here yet so you've got those stories you've got Drew McIntyre stalking Jay Uso to get his revenge on the bloodline. Then you've got Orton coming back in the mix and it was just it was good storytelling.
0: Now the the wild RKO with JD McDonough where they threw him off the top of the cage to get RKO. Yeah. That one was a little sloppy because that was more or less Jaden McDonough being thrown and just landing face first. Yeah. You know pretty they, much yeah. yeah. And Orton as soon as he's going, okay, right here, get the spot right here. You know, he was yeah. You know, I was like, Oh, they're gonna do this and, and then by the time Orton like kinda did his thing, I mean, McDonald was already on the mat. So basically, Yeah, I mean, it was that, it
1: yeah. was too far. It's just I mean, Orton played it off good though. Right. With the excitement and all that stuff. So it kinda kinda masked it a little bit. But as long as you keep that front angle, because I saw it from the side and it's like, Yeah, he didn't hit any of that. Yeah,
0: so that, that neck brace that JD McDonough wore based on raw made real <laughs> because yeah. that was whoo, I mean, that was that one was uh Pretty nasty, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. But o- like, go ahead.
1: Overall, I thought it was actually I thought it was a really really good show, uh, one of the better ones that they put on this year. I still feel like um that um the show in Puerto Rico is still the best show they've had all year.
0: That one, yeah, was was fantastic. Uh,
1: but I think this one was really good. I like the fact that there's not a there's not a main roster pay per view until the Royal Rumble. They've got nine weeks from Sunday, from this past Sunday, I mean this past Saturday. They've got nine weeks to build to the Rumble. That is that is great. Um, the NXT NXT has a pay per view in December.
0: They do. I didn't see that.
1: Uh, and my brother told me today that NXT has a pay per view in February. In Clarksville, Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um
1: because they cuz they built a new stadium or so arena or something in Clarksville. <coughs> and uh my and brother M- so,
0: Mims no longer lives there.
1: I know. It I know. <laughs> and uh but tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but I told him to keep an eye out for me cuz I want to see how much tickets are going to be cuz I would I'd love to do that because I mean, I can get the Clarksville from my house. I can get the Clarksville in an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Hour and 15. Yeah, it don't take long. So you're actually
0: even closer. Well, you're about, now, I guess down to Covington from where I live. And I'm talking about Covington, Kentucky. Um, it's about 45 minutes ish. Yeah. You know, um, because this past Friday down in Covington, the Northern wrestling Federation, they had their anniversary show
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they had their in, in hall of fame induction with star Wars, Matt and Anthony Bryant. And I'm not familiar with star Wars, Matt, as much as what I am, um, Tony Bryant, uh, Tony Bryant's induction okay. speech, um, was actually really good. You know, I mean, I will say, I mean, because you don't know speeches, you just kind of sit there. But no, his was yeah. actually you know pretty not not that Star Wars Matt wasn't. But Tony Bryant, right. because he's like one of the, you know, kind of at least on screen executives now. But you can tell he does a lot behind the scenes. And I didn't realize how long he'd been in the business. Um But our buddy, uh, the guy with the most eclectic music taste ever, Great King Titan, actually inducted Tony Bryant. That's awesome. Yeah. And Tony actually, when, before the speech, well, when he started giving the speech, he said, you're great. He Titan normally. He said, but today you're Nick. And he said, and I want to think Nick, you know, because apparently they're pretty close friends. Right. Um, But I will say this when uh, Titan, when he came out, of course he, he's been hurt, like legitimately mm-hmm. hurt. And then his partner yeah. Sean Evans also just got hurt. You yeah. know, he had to have surgery on his hand, on his arm the other day, you know, mm-hmm. so he's out for a while. Um, yeah. But when Titan came out, they mentioned, yeah, he hasn't been seen for a while. Someone, and it's someone who, it's a a fan. He's a um, pretty regular member of the NWF Army, but he's the one, you've heard the stories about him. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. He all of a sudden starts a chant of, welcome back, welcome back. Nobody joined in. Everybody looked at him like, dude, there's a time and place. Yeah. This ain't it, you know. Yeah. I mean, because as much as what we, you know, we're glad to see Titan back doing the speech, it's not about him today. It's about right. somebody else, and everybody yeah. just kind of looked at. Even the wrestlers were all like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know. But as I want to say, you know, it's like it, it's like you know they say in the movie, not another teen movie. You can't just start a slow clap anytime you feel like it.
1: Exactly. It, the
0: same thing. You just can't start a chant anytime you feel like it because I mean, it, it was. Kind of awkward, but um, but at the show, Swinger, he lost the tri-state title yep. back to James Cross. Savannah Sweet yep. is now back because she threw a drink in Swinger's face. So I, I saw yep. it. And then it hit me. Riley is the only face female they have right now. Yep. And uh, I, asked, I asked her about that after. I said, do you realize you're the only, only uh, face female? She's like, I am, aren't I? I'm like, yeah, the full time, <laughs> because... So Savannah now, you know, that's been, you know, now she's back with, you know, James Cross. Yeah. I said, and Ari Alexander was only here just for this. So she's not full time here. Yeah. And she's like, <clears throat> yeah, she's like, you're right. I, I am the only baby face. So, uh, but I'll see Riley going against Big Mama this Saturday in Minor. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Saturday, the Saturday Minor, if anybody's in this area, you definitely need to come up to the Minor Sports Complex because I'm going to be there. Selling merch. I was supposed to be doing it this past Friday, but things happened and I was, so I wasn't able to sell anything, but I still had the stuff. I'm going to be selling some wrestling figures. I would take the camera and show you, but then you see the rest of the office and it's an absolute mess and my wife would come. <laughs> but I can, well, I can show you one of the, the things. This is, um, uh, well, remember Sin Cara?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, this is like one of the figures, um, that's going to be sold and, and somebody who we've been talking about quite a bit. This is a CM Punk Elite yep. series. One hundred and ten dollars for this one. This is the most expensive one, I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm selling this on behalf of House of Plastic, who has actually sponsored us in the past. Um, because the owner, he, you know, he and I have been talking about me doing this, and he. Um, so he actually he. I, I didn't pick the the figures he did. Right. You know, so, um, in fact, I'd also be selling this one. This is not a wrestling figure. However, if you've ever seen Rocky oh, Five, okay. remember okay. him? Mm hmm. Uh, one of the funniest people in that movie, in a movie yeah. that's not supposed to be funny, but his famous line was, Touch me and I'll sue.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, show up at the, at the Mount Orb Sports Complex on, I think it's 100 Day Road in Mount Orb. Ohio, and you see uh of course I mean, there's gonna be some great wrestling there always is within wF uh but I'll also be selling those it is right before Christmas definitely come out yep. and you know if you especially if you have kids who like them or if you collect them, come on out so uh but I have nothing else to talk uh, about me, I mean it's, me either
1: I've got some uh some more door dashing to do this evening, so.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure, money. pretty sure you know you're not going to drive all the way up and, and bring me some Arby's from Paducah all the way to Ohio.
1: I mean, it depends on <laughs> depends on how much you're paying.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I looked at the bank account, and yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> yeah, I can't even get Arby's by myself right now. So uh, I understand, <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's right before Christmas, and of course, uh huh, yeah. So. But, you know, we hope everybody enjoyed the show. By the way, you know, you can find us on any audio platform that's out there. If we're not there, let one of us know when we will do what we can to get ourselves added. You can also find us on YouTube. You can also email the show at armchairbookpodcast at com. We definitely want to get some more shout-outs, you know, to Dabber yeah. Order and BC Hunter at Wrestling with the Truth. You know, go check out all their different podcasts, and you know, this has been you know, such a fun run, and we're about to wind up 2023, and hopefully, yeah. you know, we might be going live here pretty soon, if if not in, in December, definitely in January. I will say that we'll go ahead and just start the new year like that. Yeah. Um, another shout out to Kyle because like he texted me and, and said, yep, yeah, malcontent punk. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: you know, so yeah, so Kyle's not a fan either. You can tell. So we're, we're not happy necessarily. I mean, we're, I'm not even going to say with minority. I think it's split, to be oh, honest yeah, with I you. I think it's split. Yeah. You know, so, um, but we're not necessarily happy with punk. The way it's going, to, but we'll have to see how it plays out because we think it's going to end badly. But we're, you know, we don't have a crystal ball in front of us. We don't know.
1: Yeah, right. You
0: know, so uh, I mean, all, all I have in front of me is a uh, cherry cola, and that's an honor of, that's <laughs> an honor of swinger because if you hear his interest <laughs> music, it's Cherry Cola by the Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, okay. And he also had Cherry Cola socks on the other day. He showed me.
1: <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so,
0: but until we can actually speak again, my friends, I just got to say good night and God bless.
1: God bless.